Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, if you've eaten in Chinatown, you've probably heard of Kent's Kitchen. It's been around for more than 40 years. It's one of the few spots um, in the city where you can pick up a two-item rice or a noodle combo for under $12. So quite the deal, and uh, certainly anybody who's been there knows that it's part of the fabric of, of Chinatown. Uh, but uh, residents there and those around the city who go there to eat say the restaurant is closing its doors. And of course, the news has, has left the community quite shocked and devastated and wondering if uh, there will be others as well. And uh, people aren't sure what, why it's closing. Others have talked about whether it's been rising rents or has it been, um, you know, uh, partially not being able to hire more employees or is it record inflation? All those issues have been thrown about in regards to the closure. But there's no doubt it's not the first business that has uh, closed uh, post-COVID and many believe uh, it won't be the last, but it is impacting neighborhoods, especially communities like Chinatown, uh, which have been hit, uh, you know, by many, many, many challenges when you look at the issue of random violence, when you look at uh, high rents, uh, and that challenge still continues. Joining me now to talk a little bit about Kent's Kitchen, but also the broader challenge that uh, many uh, neighbourhoods are facing is Lorraine Lowe. She's the Executive Director of the Dr. Sun Yat-sen Classical Chinese Garden. Lorraine, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So good to speak to you. Uh, let's talk about Kent's Kitchen first and foremost. Uh, what does a, a restaurant like that mean for for the community and its closure? What does this mean? Well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a huge part of our community. It was a devastating blow when we got the news this weekend. You know, Kent's Kitchen, it's an anchor institution, and it serves such a diverse population, like from the low-income seniors in the neighbourhood in both the downtown east side and Chinatown, there's construction workers, um, you know, the nonprofit workers, the students, and people like me that work down there. You know, it, it's it's been it's been tough. Yeah, it's been a tough go lately. But you know, yeah, this one this one hits extra hard and stings extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you any sense of why they're closing? Is it a question of rent? Is it a question of uh, inflation? Uh, is it uh, uh, other things? Uh, have you heard anything? Well, you know, I mean, the the issue has been ongoing for quite some time. It's been going on for years, you know, the deterioration of the neighbourhood. But uh, rumour is is that, you know, the uh, property tax rate increase was like up by 30%. So the landlord has to hand that down to the tenant. And, you know, the rising food costs, like just everything with COVID, there's so many moving parts here. We're talking public safety, affordability issues the cost of living, it's, I think it's all coming at us all at once. But uh, the, the key reason was the uh, rate increase in the property tax and that in turn uh, uh, a hike in the rent. Do you think there'll be more businesses, not just in Chinatown, but in, in Vancouver? Because it is a high cost area and is it challenging. Um, do you think there'll be more because of this uh, increase? Uh, absolutely. You know, it's very concerning, the hollowing out of like just, you know, Gastown, downtown. 
Um, you know, I do know that there's been some talks about some uh, like big employers pulling out of Gastown and in other areas. So yes, it you know with Nordstrom shutting down and and that that also you know stirred kind of a a, a panic. Um, again, you know it's 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 how it is. It's, it's downtown Vancouver and and that's like all the area. So yeah, very concerning. Um, are you hopeful for Chinatown? And the reason I ask that question is it's an integral part, obviously, of the city, uh, for the Chinese community and its heritage and and its history. But you know there has been just this ongoing. Uh, blow after blow uh, against this community and this neighborhood. Uh, and I'm not sure how you fix it. I mean, is, is this a long-term permanent decline or do you think, or do you still remain an optimist? Well, I am an optimist only because, you know, we have some great leadership in the community. Um, you know, we've got Carol Lee, the Vancouver Chinatown Foundation, her vision and her leadership. You've seen what she's done on that block, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's, there's a bunch of people, very, very like young entrepreneurs who are passionate about saving Chinatown and who are entrepreneurs. People that are small business owners like Ryan Diaz from DCS. We've got William from Cam Y, Tracy from Forum. Like this group of young, enthusiastic business owners, they're willing to, to you know, work together and pool our resources and even ideas to maybe see if there's something that we can do and that, you know, we can work with, with the municipal level of government to do something. Because downtown east side in Chinatown, it's a mess. Um, uh- when you look at the Chinese community and its its history there in Chinatown, is part of the challenge also the Chinese community, when it's shopping, specifically for Chinese products or part of their heritage, more of them are just spending time in other stores in and around Vancouver or perhaps going to the air-conditioned malls of Richmond. And I say that because the South Asian community, one would argue at Main and 49th, has seen an exodus to the suburbs. And if you want to buy something that is specific to your heritage, Indian heritage, you may go now to Surrey or you may go to Abbotsford. Uh, I'm going to assume that Chinatown is dealing with some of that as well. Oh, 100%. I mean, this is not just going on in Vancouver. You you know, you're in San Francisco, the same thing. It's not just San Francisco, Chinatown. You know, they people have kind of moved out into their own little business districts and kind of set up their own little communities. And, you know, that that's a great example that you talk about, you know, the Punjabi market. Like, I grew up in that area. And, and you know, now it's kind of, it's sad because you're, you're, you're walking down the street and you see like a Mary, Mary um, James Fry chicken and you see like Tim Hortons. Yeah. You know, that's happening over there too. So, yeah, it, it, it's very disheartening. Uh, do you think do you think this council can can help? Uh, and because I don't think any council is going to be able to make this all the changes. Of course, provincial government has to be involved as well. Uh, do you think think that Mr. Sim can can and his council can can have an impact that you feel needs to occur in in, in Chinatown? Well, I think that we're heading in the right direction because this council is the first council that's ever come out and, and made Chinatown a priority and said, hey, you know what, this is we, what we need to do. We need to uplift Chinatown. And, um, you know, it's not so much council that can do it because council still needs to direct staff and staff needs to come back with a plan of action and then that gets passed. So, you know, a lot of time is is being uh, used like in between. And, you know, in the meantime, you know, there's people that are businesses like this that are suffering. So, yeah, it's not an overnight fix because the problem wasn't created overnight. So it's going to take a long time, if any, you know, to 
to kind of make things better. And the best that we can do is do our best to try to make the current situation as, as, as good as we can right now. And we, you know, we need to start planning ahead and hopefully having a sustainable model for the community. When you walk around Chinatown, uh, you know, your heritage, uh, what goes to your mind? I'm very curious. It's such a phenomenal place, so much history there. What's it like for you walking around that neighborhood? Well, it, it's nostalgic for one because I grew up here in Vancouver going down to Chinatown all the time. But it's also really sad because of all the, 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 the shops that have shut down, you know, the broken windows, the boarded up shops, the shutters. You know, it's sad because what, what I remember as a child growing up, that's not there anymore. And we do need to move on. And whatever that means, it doesn't have to be exactly the same as it was 30 years ago. But, you know, welcoming the, uh, you know, different types of businesses, for example, like we've got other businesses that are just over on Georgia, you know, Lawai, we've got Bagheera, like those are actually anchor businesses that will help us drive more, you know, visitation into the neighborhood. So it's a win-win for all. Mm -hmm. And then we still keep the legacy businesses if we can to support those and those businesses with the help of the three levels of government. That would be ideal. And, you know, yeah, it's it's sad, but at the same time, you know, I, I do believe that we can get to a point where we can have some sort of balance right now. But you know, we're not going to be winning like 150%. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm curious, as you are the executive director of the Dr. Sun Yat-sen Classical Chinese Garden, are you having any difficulty attracting people to come? I know it's a beautiful facility, great place. Um, are there, is there hesitation from some folks, though, to, to, to go to that area because of some of the challenges in the past? Well, uh, definitely in 2022, we heard um, just, you know, just even online um, mm-hmm. reviews and we've got travel advisories being uh, put out like in uh, Europe not to come visit Chinatown. But, you know, with the programming that we're doing right now, we've actually evolved because of what happened during COVID into more of an arts and culture venue, cultural hub. So we are getting that local interest back into the community. Um, and you know what? We're going to do, have to do what it is, what it takes, which is having that that young, vibrant, you know, um, a feel that we're going to have to start drawing people back in. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to take. But 2022 was actually a decent year for us because of we changed up our programming. No, oh, that is great. Well, Lorraine, thank you so much for your time today. Always enjoy chatting with you and look forward to having you on the show soon. Thanks, Jess.